Hello and welcome. You're listening to the SPAG Dialogue podcast. Hello everyone. I'm Neha Chandra, healthcare communication specialist with SPAG, and today I'm in conversation with Lokesh Prasad, managing director Alive for India. Welcome, Lokesh. Hi, Neha. How are you? I'm fine. So I'm just going to give a little insight into what Alive for is. Alive for is a medical device and artificial intelligence company that sells ECG hardware and software for consumer mo- mobile devices. It is pioneering the creation of FDA-cleared machine learning techniques to enable proactive heart care, and is recognized around the world for transforming cardiac care. So now, just giving an insight on the topic today. When pandemic struck us, we were pushed into sudden confinement, and we saw how the healthcare system was affected. Traveling for treatment was not a viable option, and in the midst of all this, we saw a conversation emerge on virtual consultation and remote monitoring. Now, the biggest impact we saw was on the management of cardiac patients in the hospital environment, and the burden that was associated with CVDs, which is cardiovascular disease, in India has almost doubled in the last two and a half decades because of this. So today, our focus is on understanding what really is remote monitoring and the role that it plays in heart health. So, Lokesh, jumping on to the first question, if you can decode what remote monitoring is for us and how it has changed the ecosystem for heart healthcare. When we say remote monitoring, there are various aspects to it, right? The one aspect that we are most familiar with is our ability to talk to a physician virtually, and that is something that has really gained a lot of momentum, especially since the pandemic started. So, we are all very aware of that. However, there are certain gaps where the cardiologist who you are talking to might not have all the necessary data and information to be able to give you all the right kind of advice that he or she needs to give you. And that's where we come in as and and there are many others, but our focus is to provide a tool in the hands of the patient as well as the physician so that an informed decision can be made through a device that is clinically reliable has undergone multiple levels of testing has the right kinds of clearances and approvals so that both the patient and the clinician is confident about what they are getting in a nutshell that's what we are talking about we are providing a tool a remote monitoring tool in the hands of the patient and the clinician so that the advice that is given to the patient is as good as it can be compared to when the patient is sitting down with uh, her clinician physically so so that's that's uh, you know i think what our definition is so our our definition is we want to be you know your cardiologist when you are not in front of your cardiologist and get the right kind of information to the person who's treating you right and lokesh i think we cannot stress enough and i'm sure you'd agree on this we cannot stress the importance of technology in this whole the contribution that is there but you know just to explain it to all of our listeners now what is exactly the role of technology in specifically in cardiac care right so there are various facets of technology right so if you just look at the hardware side of the technology so there is a device which is able to monitor or capture your vitals so that is one part of it the second is is the technology intelligent enough to tell you whether those vitals are within range or there is some kind of abnormality so if in the middle of the night a person starts feeling palpitations and gets anxious 
So is there a certain technology that has gone through, you know, the machine learning process that, you know, we all talk about these days? Is there a device that can give that person peace of mind? Or is there something, is there some data that he or she can send to a clinician so that they can get the right kind of advice? So when we say technology, there is an aspect of hardware, there is a massive aspect of software, and that's where, you know, our company is focused on, which is artificial intelligence when it comes to cardiac care. So you go through, you know, all the learning algorithms, you go through millions of ECGs to figure out, you know, what patterns suit what kind of diagnosis or determinations. Uh, so a combination of the right kind of hardware, which is easy to use for a patient, which is not clunky, which is simple so people don't make mistakes, and a software that provides raw data to your clinician, as well as intelligently tells you whether you might be having an issue or not right there and then. So a combination of these two is what you know we are focused on, and I think that's what the future is going to look like. All right. And what, in your opinion, is, you know, how do we really, how does all this actually play out in the larger dynamic of a connected world, as we so-called, you know, we say Internet of Things. So if you could just break down that term for us and how does this, how does healthcare and heart care really play a role here? Right. So this is, this is extremely important because, you know, finally, physicians looks at various sources of data. So one could be, you know, what we are focused on, which is, which is ECG. They could be blood pressure data. There could be blood glucose data. An ecosystem of connected devices, which provides various data elements to a physician to make an informed decision at the end of the day, is what I think the future is going to look like. And that's where, uh, you know, we are partnering with various device companies, various platform companies to be able to put multiple devices on one platform give the physicians and patients a choice of what to use when, in what context, and provide the internet of things that you talked about as it relates to devices uh, is, is really creating that ecosystem of connected devices that at least if they don't talk to each other, they talk to a common platform. And that platform then becomes available to a physician so that he or she is able to look at all the data elements and make the right choice for the patient that uh, he or she is uh, looking after. So I believe the future is really about not just singular devices, but connected devices. And uh, we are working with several partners in India and across the world where these devices are coming together and value of all of them put together is much larger than the value that each of them provides individually. Absolutely, completely agree with you. And I think my next question, while it was on, you know, what does the future look like? You've already answered that. But I think it's also a very patient-centric approach that we're moving towards. And that is just so important at this point of time to understand, you know, what the patient needs and to keep them first. So on that note, I want to just, you know, sort of understand if, you know, you can share a small message with our listeners who are listening to this conversation on uh, your opinion on the whole thing. I think we're already seeing this, right? So if you go back 10 years, the probability of finding a blood pressure machine in somebody's house was pretty low. Go back even two years before the pandemic hit, the probability of finding a pulse oximeter in somebody's house was very, very low. But that is changing dramatically and pretty fast. And as technology evolves, as people get more comfortable with using technology and understanding 
how this technology is going to help them take care of their heart health better in this uh, specific case, but overall health. Plus, they have to be very careful about what they choose. You know, it's very important to choose the right kinds of devices for the right kinds of situations. We need to ensure that whatever we are putting out in the market has been researched thoroughly, has been clinically proven, has been approved or at least uh, reviewed by uh, peers and, and medical professionals. And that's where, you know, somebody like an Alive or we, we pay a lot of attention to clinical research, getting all the right kinds of approvals in place before we put a device out there in the market. And that's, that's I think, the biggest reason for the trust that physicians and patients put in uh, our devices. So uh, for the future, I think, the adoption of technology, whether it is home-based or community-based screening technologies, all of this is only going to accelerate because this provides a tremendous value to both patients and doctors. It provides massive productivity enhancement tool for doctors. It provides something which is very easy to use at a patient's home. I mean, imagine going to get your ECG done at a local clinic or a hospital. I mean, you're talking about a three to four hour time span. Uh, you leave home, you stand in a queue, you lie down, you get your ECG done, etc. And compare that to 30 seconds, uh, just sit in your house peacefully on a chair and get your ECG taken right there and then and share it with your physician at the click of a button. And there are many such examples, I'm sure. But um, I think that's where the future is. The future is to uh, be able to enhance the productivity of clinicians, to be able to give all these tools in the hands of patients. And they have the choice and the understanding and education to know what to use when. Uh, and if you can get there, I think we'll be in a, in a great place. And our healthcare system, which is so severely overburdened right now, hopefully will get some relief. So that's that's what I think the, the future looks like. Thank you so much, Lokesh, for the valuable insights that you've shared with us today. We hope the healthcare system continues to evolve for the betterment of the patient. And uh, remote monitoring, you know, it enables patients to enjoy a better quality of life by providing them the freedom and discretion to go anywhere. And this is what we believe is the future of healthcare. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to tune in to more such conversations, subscribe to the SPAG Dialogue podcast or visit our website, spagdialogue.com.